are back for another episode of the Marriage Podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about some love languages. There's like five of them. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast Network, helping you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. Broadcasting from Tuscola, Texas, here are your hosts, Trey and Corey Gibson. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Marriage Podcast. This is the show where we help you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. I think today is May the 24th, 2013. It is Friday, Friday, Friday. I am here with my beautiful bride, Corey. How are you, sugar? <laughs> the music is leveling out in our headphones, and so it like blares, and it gets real soft, and it blares. And we've stopped to make sure it's not doing that to you guys, but apparently it's just doing it to us. So. It's pretty distracting. And it's, it's very distracting. <laughs> so anyways, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm watching the storms on the radar as we speak. We, you know, in Tornado Alley, which means that there's always chances for tornadoes anytime it sprinkles in May. This has been an especially weird year it for, has, we yeah. were talking about this on the, the, the Real Family Guys podcast earlier when we recorded today, but it's just been a weird year. I mean, it's, by now we should be up to the straight 100. And instead we've had, we've fluctuated between 90s and back down to 60s and 70s and yeah. lots I of rain. I sat on the front porch the other night and had to have a blanket and a little small fire going and I'm hot natured. So anyway, it's been kind of weird. So we're we're watching the weather. You may hear a uh, an alert go off in the background or something like that. But we're just keeping track of weather as we go. Today's topic: we're going to talk about what language is that? The intro into the five love languages. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about this over the last goodness, I guess, two months. We've been kind of building up to this series that we were going to do on the five love languages. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because it is probably the single-handed, most important thing out of everything else we're going to talk about. And it's not that this thing is you know, in and of it. we say that up before every big show. Well, it's it's a more <laughs> of an issue of this one is not more important than any of the other ones, but it's one of the ones that if you don't master this yeah. in your marriage, all the other ones are probably going to fail pretty miserably. Yeah. And because uh, if we don't know what language the other person is talking and what they're receiving in and what do they hear, you know, when you do something or you say something, you treat them in a certain way, they hear the words, I love you and I care about you. If we can't figure that out, yeah, everything else is a mess for us. And so we're going to talk a little bit about those five languages before we do that, guys. Let's jump into our housekeeping real quick. If you want to get notified of new episodes... We have created an easy, simple way for you to do that. If you'll go look at themarriagepodcast.com, if you'll look over on the right-hand side, it says email notifications. Never miss an episode of Corey and Trey. You can do that real simple and easy. All you got to do is enter your name and your email address and confirm that you're a real person at your email, and you will get put on a list that will make sure that every morning, whenever you wake up, you will get a email of, not every morning, every morning that we put out a new show, <laughs> you'll have an email in your email uh, inbox saying, hey, Trey and Corey have a new message or a new episode show out today, and this is what we talked about. And then you will know in advance. We do that to make sure that you never miss out on that one episode that if you just would have heard this week, it would have changed everything with you and your spouse. We could have made a whole big of a difference. We don't want you guys to miss out. So make sure don't miss out on that episode that you need. Guys, also go check us out on Facebook. That is right. If you will look in the upper right-hand corner of the uh, Marriage Podcast, there is a little tiny icon up there that says Facebook. And you can jump on over and come check us out over. Uh, that is at facebook.com forward slash the Marriage Podcast. And you can come say hi to us over there. Come visit 
visit with us. We love getting conversations and uh, and getting stuff going over there. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I didn't tell Trey I was gonna do, but our ultimate goal. Trey has a uh, the Family Podcast Network. Y'all have heard us mention this, and we've got the Marriage Podcast, and and truly our ultimate goal is is to do this full time, and not. You know, five shows a week, although who knows? Maybe that would be part of it. But um, our ultimate goal is to be able to do this. And, and, and with that, we are hoping to start putting more shows out, putting them out more consistently. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm hoping to start blogging some more on MPN. And um, um, I say all that in hopes that uh, y'all come and check us out. Tell us what you'd like yeah. to hear, what you'd like to read, what you'd like to see. Um, and and I, I mean, I think we've never done this in the 24 episodes but if there's ever any desire that you guys want to support us uh go check trey out at the family podcast network and that's that's where our support comes through um that is our our what what do they call that i have no idea like the the guiding light guide ship thing Hmm. i don't know i'm i'm failing miserably at this but (laughs) anyways that that is the first thing that that we have started doing and um anyways we'd love for you to check us out and and um anyways i say all of this to to say that we need y'all's feedback and we want to know what y'all want us to talk about we got some great feedback with our submission um episodes that we did for a couple of weeks and and we loved every bit of it so go check us out send us some emails questions concerns anyways we love that and all the ways that you guys can do that. You can email us at Trey at the Marriage Podcast or Corey at the Marriage Podcast. Pick whichever one you're the most comfortable with. Uh, we talk about all all the emails that come in. We sit down and discuss them together. So you're really kind of getting a two-in-one no matter what you do. But we yeah. also recognize and understand that a lot of times ladies like to talk to other ladies, and we yeah. want to facilitate that truthfully. If if a lady emails me, I'm going to forward it to Corey yeah. anyway, just because it eliminates just some of that 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 a complication of it being a guy talking to a lady. It's not the issue that I have a problem with you guys or anything like that. We just like to let you know. And same for guys with me. I typically answer the guys one. So, uh, but you can pick whoever you want and send them to that way. Whichever one thinks easier, we'll get them in the right place. Or send us a message on Facebook. We do a lot of that. Yeah, that is right. We like to uh, take our your conversations over uh, Facebook as well. You can send us an instant message. We love taking those. Also, guys, you can also uh, do an internet voicemail over at the right hand side of the page. You'll notice that it says "Ask Corey" or, tra- or "Send Voicemail." Excuse me, "Send Voicemail." <laughs> if you click on that little dude and you have a microphone connected to your computer, you can record a voicemail just like you would if you had a phone. Record that little bad boy. Send it over to us. We'll see about getting you on the show to answer your question. Also, you can always call 661-PARENT-0. Now, that's the phone number for the sister station to the Marriage Podcast called the Family Podcast Network, and that's where we talk about all things parenting, You can so hence the name Parent. So you can actually call 661-PARENT-0. Make sure whenever you call, let us know which show go, that, you're, that you're calling for. Hey, this, this, this question is for the Marriage Podcast Network. Then ask your question first, then give us the details. So in other words, if you want to have a, a question about... Um, uh, things that you can do as a couple together. You say, this message is for Corey and Trey at the Marriage Podcast Network. My question is, what kind of things can we be doing together as spouses? Then move into the details on that. The reason we do that is that sometimes we have to clip those things short. I want your question at the start, mm-hmm. so if we've got to answer it and we've got to clip your details out for time's sake or because there's just not enough room for you to get it in with the uh, with the free account that we use through SpeakPipe, uh, that's the people that do the recording on those, we want to make sure that we get your question answered on there first. So if I have to trim it out, it works a little better that way. So consider doing that as well. Or if if you want to do an, uh, a voicemail question like that and you don't want it aired, just let us know. That's, I mean, that's yeah. not a yeah, that's requirement fine. to do that. 
And then last up, guys, Corey actually started hitting on this a little bit earlier, but we've had some people start asking a little bit about wanting to be a part of the show. So at this point, here's what we're going to do. If you want to support the show, you can do that. 30 cents per episode. We're saying three times per episode if you want to be a part of aiding that along. What we're saying is is that uh, you can get on here and help support us by going to thefamilypodcastnetwork.com and clicking on become a member there. Uh, if you become a member of the, the Family Podcast Network, it's like becoming a, mar- uh, a, a member at the Marriage Podcast yes. Network. So you can sign up to that. You can do through PayPal. We make it super easy. Ultra, I don't have a PayPal account. No problem. If you got a credit card or a debit card or anything like that, you can pay through that without the account, without having to create an account as well. Help support the show $5 an episode uh, all the way up to if you want to do it all at once and do $50 for a year. We, it helps us keep the lights on. Well, and and I and I want to point, because it always makes me so uncomfortable when we talk about this. I want to make it very clear. Our podcast will always be free. And our blogs will always be free. So I don't want you to ever think you're going to be listening to these shows and enjoying them. And then all of a sudden, hey, by the way, if you want to keep listening, you're going to have to pay. It will always be free. Our goal, like I said, ultimately is to do this full-time so we can put out more shows, more episodes, more blogs, be more available, uh, hopefully do speaking ev- eventually. And by you supporting us, is it, it is helping us reach that goal. You know, it, for, I know some of these out there that are going to be wondering these questions, like what kind of business model does that work under? It really does, guys. It, it works under the belief system that the content that we offer is so good that even if we don't demand that you hand over money, to get the content, basically, we believe that people are just going to be so connected to this, it's, they're going to want to be a part of it. So it's a pressure-free. It's a pressure-free version. It's not a if you do it now, then you'll get for this nine 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 blah blah blah. You'll get the you know you get this, but act now. We don't do that. We don't do gimmicks. We don't do pressures. We do mutual folks that are like-minded saying, "Hey, we want to be a part of that." So consider becoming a part of the Marriage Podcast Network. All right, with all of yeah, housekeeping. That was, boy, that was a heck of an intro, wasn't it? <laughs> out of the way. It really was. It really was. Let's get into our topic for today for what ah. language is that? The intro into the five love languages. So we're going to talk a little bit about, again, this This is a book that we're referencing here. It's called, uh, it, it is probably single-handedly the very first book that I think that anybody should read if yeah. you're thinking about Agreed. getting married, Agreed. if you're thinking about making sure that you take care of your marriage and you've never read this book, or if you're saying, listen, we need to take this marriage to the next level because it's down here and we need to step it up to where it's getting better, or really it's good, but we're kind of ready to go further. Mm-hmm. It is the book that encompasses all of those different levels of your life. Uh, Corey and I actively, actively started reading this when we were younger. And I'm going to say that probably in a lot of ways, it's kept our marriage glue some of the strongest, I think, out of anybody yeah. else I've ever seen. So we're going to talk a little bit about the five love languages. So, Corey, what are the five love languages? What are the five? There are five of them. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to go over them real quick, and then we'll go more into depth just briefly. There's time, acts, gifts, word, and touch. So let's start with time. Time. Just briefly is exactly that. Spending time with your spouse. They may be the type of person that want you to sit down and spend time with them face to face or vice versa. You might be the type of person that enjoys having time spent with them. So the Gary Chapman, we're talking about the book written by Gary Chapman. We'll put a link to the show notes. If you want to pick that book up uh, through Amazon, you can pick it up through Kindle and uh, read it on your Kindle if you want to start it now. Or you can order a hard copy and bring it to your house. Uh, just for uh, transparency's sake, I do want you guys to know if you buy through Amazon by clicking through that, we will get a small amount uh, of a fee for referral on that. Uh, but the first one is quality time. So just like Corey was mentioning earlier, these are your folks that really they need time together. They like being around that other person. They like that feeling close to them through time and doing things that are intimate. Now, Corey and I, neither one of us are big quality timers. 
I'm getting more of one as I get but older. But so we both, and yeah. we're also going to say these. Remember that there's no one person has to be one thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Corey and I both are kind of mixtures of a couple of things. But that doesn't mean that even the ones that are the least necessary for us, like quality time, that doesn't mean that we don't practice them. Corey and I have what we call our coffee fellowship. And, uh, and that's in the morning where we get up and we just sit down and we drink coffee and we talk together. And I do want y'all to know we're just briefly covering these today, yeah. but that's because this is going to be a five-part yes. series where we're going to go more into depth. But Trey was saying on that that for us that's our that's our time that we spend together for yeah. today. Yeah. So let's move on to acts. So maybe maybe I'd be a, oh I take that back no I take that back Corey this would be a good one for you to go yeah, over absolutely and I apologize I just got a brand new microphone. And I've realized that I've got to stay right in front of it or my voice kind of goes in and out. I keep on looking back and forth to my notes. So anyways, I apologize. But acts of service, that is my love language. My ultimate primary love language that I like to give and that I like to receive. So what are acts? Acts of service are things that you do. I used to live with a couple um, and I lived with them when I was in college and I loved to do things for her. Her name was Tracy. And I loved to do things for her. And I helped uh, cut down a tree for her. She had horses. I would help her with her horses. And I loved doing stuff like that. And she loved receiving that. And so, therefore, our relationship was incredibly symbiotic because our love languages were the exact same. So, we were really able to connect on that. Acts of service. Oh, that's my favorite. Don't bring me flowers. Come home and clean my kitchen. If you had to summarize like a, a, a cliche, a phrase used commonly in um, our our society today, this is this is what acts of service would be. For these people, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. You yeah. see that? That's the mentality right there wrapped up in a nice little bow for acts of service. These these are the folks that would rather you do things for them that are meaningful, that are dutiful, that help them in the things that they find dutiful, and, yeah. and it brings them happiness and contentment, and fundamentally, it brings them love. Now, again, I want you all to remember, some of you guys may be out there going, you know, like, oh, this isn't me. I'm, I'm not a quality time guy, or I'm not an acts of service guy. Remember, there's two ways to look at this. We need to figure out ourselves, but we also need to figure out our spouses. Why don't you take us into the next one, babe? Next one is gifts. These are the gift givers. You see, this is a this was a big one for me to remember because I am also a gift receiver. I like gifts. So for these these folks, these are the ones that like to receive things. And this one is one in our culture that is often hard for some folks to understand. Uh, most most of us get a lot of us are like, yeah, of course, getting gifts is nice. Some people look at this as uh, maybe a little bit um, shallow. But if you really take a look at it, the idea of gift receiving goes far, far back in our history. Uh, I mean, outside of just our American culture, across multiple cultures, it's one of the love languages that is consistent across almost every single culture in the world is the desire, the desire and the necessity to bring gifts. So for some people, what makes them feel the most love is to receive a gift. The next one is words of affirmation, and this is probably another one that's that's sometimes good for me because this yeah. is this is also uh, another one of the ones that that I often run into. So, what does the word of affirmation, folks, like? So, for these, you can actually kind of take the um, acts of servicers and kind of flip it. This is the ones where actions don't 
always speak louder than words. Uh, for these folks, any kind of compliment that you get, especially the ones that are unsolicited, right? So these are the folks that, that they want compliments, they like compliments, they like hearing things that, that, that are encouraging to them, encouraging words uh, that they don't have to fish for. So in other words, they don't like to have to go and try to seek out the compliments from you. They just want to hear them. And then, it, 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 then if you if you kind of follow up with that, with the reasons why you you feel this way about them, like for instance, the the words of affirmation would love to hear things like "I love you" or "You're an amazing provider." Those kinds of things that might be beneficial to them, right? They love hearing that. And then if you can tell them why, it just absolutely leaves mm. them feeling elated. That's actually kind of enlightening. Could you do that to me all the time? What's that? I just don't, you know, ten years together, you're like, I'll say things to Trey like, "Man, I you're just you're an amazing husband." And yep. he will say, tell me more. Tell me more, yeah. I, I'm, and I, you know, and I, I recognize a lot of that's the psychologist in us, and especially in Trey, yeah. that, you know, that's a phrase often used in psychology is, is tell me more. But now I realize that for somebody who's, whose yeah. love language is that they receive words of affirmation, you need to know why I feel that way. Yeah, 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 yeah that's absolutely it. For me, it's about, it's about personal encouragement. And, yeah. and to understand encouragement actually to means to inspire courage. I feel no more like a man, more uh, satisfied in who I am, more competent and able to do what I want to do than whenever I feel like you are being encouraging with your words. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a huge thing. It also can be kind words, just things like I love you uh, or even you know humble words. And uh, so uh, words of affirmation, another one that's out there. Yeah. And, and four words of affirmation. One thing to think about, and, and this is, hey, Trey, this may cross over into FPN, is that there are love languages for children. Yes. And, and words of affirmation are a big one for kids. Kids need to hear, I'm so proud of you. You're so smart, you know. And so, I mean, these, these love languages, and I say that because these love languages can carry over into all of your relationships, not just you and your spouse, your boss, your kids, your family. But anyway, so let's touch on that last one. <laughs> Funny enough, which is touch. So touch. So what do we mean by touch? All the men are going, yeah, <laughs> I like to be touched. Well, yes, this is some of that touch, but this does not mean only sexual touching. This can mean a pat on the back. This can mean shoulders being rubbed. This can mean a nice long hug. These are people that enjoy affection. And once again, this does not necessarily mean sexual affection. This can simply mean that, babe, I'm so glad you're home and you wrap them up in a hug. And that's a tough one for me because I am not a touchy-feely, as people like to say it. I don't like hugs. I don't like to be touched and that's something that has really changed throughout our time together, and um, and I've I've had to evolve some in that. Well, the idea behind the physical touch one is is that it it's a meaningful touchfulness, yeah. and uh, it, it's something that has to be very meaningful. Uh, so in, in, so what do we say when we say meaningful touch? Well, any touch that has some level of meaning outside of. She likes it whenever I mess with her hair, right? <laughs> it needs to be something that, you know, she... Out of an obligatory touch. <laughs> exactly. It needs to be something that has... Uh, I'm trying to convey a very powerful meaning to you by doing these things. Um, it can be 
as simple as like, well, like we said a minute ago, just touching hair, tucking hair behind the ear, uh, hugging them. Uh, Corey brought up a good point. I, I mean, even meaningful touches can even be as simple as, I mean, what I get the mindset of is how it can even be things as simple as like, y'all ever see the monkeys like grooming each other for like the, the, the fleas or whatever. Now, I'm not saying you go groom your spouse for fleas right now if they're a physical toucher, but the idea behind it is that it, it, it has meaning. Corey will tell you that she's not a physical toucher, but she loves it when you take your hand and then just rub it through her hair and just scratch her scalp. That is true. That's a very meaningful touch. And but she, I, I she, also think, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think people who who have um, come from abusive backgrounds yeah. um, a lot of times have a harder time Absolutely. with touch because the only touch they ever saw or received were physical touches that were meant to do harm. And so I think sometimes for those that have come out of abuse, um, physical touch is a, is a hard one to get used to, not only to receive, but also to give. And sometimes it, the, the, the physical touch can be a latent thing as well. Uh, I saw a couple of while back, I went by their house and the, the husband was sitting down on the, the couch watching TV and she was laying kind of perpendicular to him with just her feet in his lap. Physical touch, right? It can even be just as simple as coming home, brief kiss on the lips. It, it doesn't have to be big, but for for a physical touch, that speaks volumes. Well, let's so let's move it on to the question: Does love change? Well, why do we ask that question? Uh, absolutely, love changes. I think love has to change; it has to evolve. And I say all that because with our love languages. They have evolved. One of the first, the first one we mentioned was time. Well, when Trey and I first got together, we had a lot of time. We didn't have four kids. We didn't have two full-time jobs. We, well, I'm a mom, but that's an all-time job, but you get the idea, you know? And so for us, time was not nearly um, as precious as it is now. Yeah. And yeah. and we have found as we have grown and evolved and introduced children and, and, and more, um, uh, financial obligations and so on and so forth, that time has become more of a precious commodity. So therefore the need for time has changed. And much like I was an acts of service individual, I've really had to adjust and not only be acts of service, but also be a gifts and a touch. And, and let me tell you, I still struggle. This isn't something that we have perfected by any means. You know, one of the last things that went through my mind when it came to communicating love to somebody was the idea of acts of service, which is Corey's primary one. And uh, when we first got into our marriage, I would say that we got real close to our marriage not not surviving that first year, yeah. largely because of the fact that I had no idea on this. And we had read this book, but I wasn't putting it together that Corey was wanting me to sit down and work on the dishes, not because she thought I was a lazy butt at the time she might have, but it wasn't for the purpose of thinking that I was at. It was, I want you to love on me, do the things that are important to me, help me around the house, because this is a part of my dutiful sense of personality that says these things are important to get done. Share that with me. And I was missing that. And so you look better, but dad gonna believe I like sex way too much for me to not let my love change over the last few years. And you better believe that I have learned to develop an affinity for washing dishes. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's, it's a small thing, and there's way more that I do around this house. Corey and I share the tasks of this house very egalitarianly. Uh, I tell Corey that her only job while I'm gone is to raise those kids and to, to educate them and to, to cause them to fall in love with, with language. You can work on the house if you want to and you have time, but 
as far as I'm concerned, that's a task that, that we can work on when I get home because that's what we do together. Yeah. So does love change? Absolutely. It had to in this case yes. yeah. because I needed my wife to know in the language that she speaks, hey, I care about you. I would even go as far to say like, like you know, Corey and I always kind of mock folks that say this, and, but, but they'll say like, oh, well, we're, we're so different now. He's so different. He's changed. She's changed. Yeah. So they're not the same person. Well, there's yeah. that. And I know what they yeah. mean by that. And I understand that that's not always a good thing. But Corey and I always look at each other and go, well, gosh, dang, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> right? You know, exactly. there had better be that you guys exactly. are not exactly what y'all need for each other. Maybe y'all have been exactly what you needed to be in your, your family, but now you started a new one. Yes. And so new boundaries have to be redrawn. New love languages have to be rediscovered. So, yes, you absolutely, if your love is not changing, I'm going to start to get a little bit concerned. Maybe it's not a problem, but I would be a little bit concerned about that. So let's talk about primary and secondary language. Your primary language is going to be what comes naturally. My primary language is acts of service. That is what comes naturally. Not only is that what I like to receive, but it's naturally what I do for others. And that's a good way to help identify your love language. What is something that you naturally do? Do you naturally love being a hostess and having people over and serving them? Or do you naturally love to have people over and spend time with them and sit and talk with them? That you might be words of affirmation. You may naturally tend to lead towards words of affirmation and encouraging others. So that is your primary love language. You know, there's there's kind of an old adage that talks about how do we tell how do we tell what we are? Well, most of the time in the initial stages, especially if you haven't really defined these out and start moving your, yourself towards your spouse's love language, more often than not, you can tell what you are as evidenced by how do you send it. So an act of service is going to try to have the house clean for their husband before they get home. Uh, An act of service maybe likes to go out and uh, try to build something for their spouse or something like that. Or they like to go do things to try to help and provide a service that helps them out. So the question can be, can vacuuming the floors be an expression of love? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So people who speak this love language, what they're trying to do is they're trying to please their partners – by expressing the love, by doing things for them. So, I mean, it can be anything from cooking, setting the table, washing dishes, um, sorting the bills, walking the dog. I mean, even things, I was thinking about things that Corey has always kind of run doing things for, like with the landlords that we've had over the last few years. I mean, I was realizing the other day as I was researching some of this, getting ready for the show today, was that that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an act of service is, is I'll deal with all of these things so that you don't have to. I mean, really in, in, yeah. in reality, the, I mean, it it, it kind of comes down to that. We do these things not to be like a doormat or to be you know hurtful or anything like that. It's, we do them to be a lover. But there's there's something to this. And guys, I'm spending a lot more time on this because I've had to learn the most about this one because it was my wife. It's what my wife is. But the issue comes down to this. Like for me, anything like laziness or broken commitments uh, or those kinds of things, it tells them that their feelings don't matter. And so you have to be real careful with this, uh, especially like broken commitments to Corey. That I, I, it took me a long time. Like when I when I didn't show up to our date on time for that very first time, she was. I mean, it, I mean, it, I, we. I think you heard about that on a podcast. That's been a long time ago, guys. <laughs> but it still sticks with her because for her, it was saying, "I don't really love you." Because if I loved you, I'd be on time. It's part of the service that I provide you. You see in what our, I'm saying? In our family, we always called it being a flake. 
Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But funny story to tell you guys, whenever Trey and I were, were first married, um, you know, we will, we were still learning each other like you do until you die, I would imagine. And I, you know, my big thing is, is we both worked, obviously we didn't have kids yet, but I cleaned houses and Trey worked as groundskeeping for the university that we were going to school at. We weren't done with college yet, but typically I would, I would clean, get done cleaning houses much earlier before he did. So I would come home and I would have the house clean and dinner ready and his jeans stitched up. He was constantly ripping pants just from all the work he was doing. So that was my big, so I was always so proud of this huge presentation whenever he got home and he'd always be like, did you get me anything while you're at the grocery store? <laughs> and I was just, I wasn't trying to be a jerk, but it was, <laughs> I was infuriated. And I was like, I came home and I fixed you a three course meal and the house is spotless and your jeans are sewn. And I have everything with the bluebirds make our bed while singing. <laughs> and you want to know if I got you something at the grocery store? I didn't understand. And I'll admit it's still difficult for me. Trey got very upset and has still brought it up. I think it was Monday. I ran to the grocery store and got myself a diet soda as I was checking out. Well, I got home and Trey goes, where's my diet soda? And my thought was, well, you've got some sodas in the fridge. But his thought is, why didn't you give me something? Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, I'm going to be real honest with you. I do still struggle with it seeming like selfishness. Mm -hmm. It is hard for me. I don't want y'all to think that we have got this down because we don't. It is still hard for me. But the fact of the matter is, is that is important to Trey. And that leads us to our secondary language. And those are the languages that require more effort. Those are the languages that typically our spouses are. My husband's love language, primary love language is gifts. And I have to work really hard. Number one, we don't have a lot of money and gifts cost things. And so that's kind of tough. But number two, it is not my primary language. And so I don't understand it as well. And a, a great analogy that they use in the intro of the five love languages is if your love language if your if your actual excuse me if your actual speaking language is Chinese and your spouse is Russian, no matter how you talk to them or yell them, they will never understand. And love languages are the exact same way. No matter how often I made Trey dinner or sewed up his britches or did everything around the house. I was still not speaking his language. I was bringing Corey roses and yes, chocolates. Yes, that is and, so true. And she loved him at the start of the marriage, you know, the start of the relationship, which it was good because that's what you're supposed to do to show affection. And, and I was courting. That's exactly what it was. And but once we got we got married, then I, I was bringing these things, and I mean, I was at a loss as to why these seemed to be falling yeah. on deaf hands. You know, uh, I kept bringing things, I kept doing things, I was trying to do everything I could. I was touching her, I was trying to hug on her i was yeah. trying to tell her how awesome she was and, get off clean the it kitchen was, it wasn't working <laughs> it wasn't working and uh, and i love this analogy and i'm, I'm so glad I put it Corey put it in the notes today too but i mean sticking with that example you know it doesn't matter how well intended or how loving or how caring yeah. that chinese that chinese person is to the person that's russian 
it, it's it's still, still it's still foreign. Yeah. It still doesn't make any sense to them, you know. And so I I think that's just a wonderful example. I think you it's know, a wonderful and, example. and to to make it more of a logical example, it would be much like taking your car to the mechanic because it needs a new battery, and instead the mechanic decides to wash the car because he specializes in putting a good wax coat on a car. Well, that's awesome, and your car may look beautiful, but you needed a battery. So it really doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Love languages are very much so the same. No matter what your good intentions are, if they're not what your spouse needs, it doesn't really matter. You know, we're going to get more into this as we go, but, you know, sticking with kind of the love the, the love language metaphor, uh, there's also different dialects of each one of them yeah. that you'll find. My wife, yes, I, I have met I have met other acts of servicers, and the reality is, is no one of them has looked the same so really? far. Corey has a very different dialect of it than other people do. She likes hard, grounded stuff, like she prefers it when I help around the house and do tasks that she would normally have to do around here that, that help alleviate. I've seen some that their very dialect was they they wanted you to do the things that they absolutely hated. Hmm. So it might be that there's the the one the one man or the one lady that just absolutely is revolted by doing the trash and they hate it. And so they prefer more of an issue of do these things that I don't. I've seen another active service that likes – they're kind of a mix of active service plus quality timer that likes for you to do things together as stuff. So they, so if, if, if we've both got to work on dishes, they like to sit down and do dishes together. And so there, there can be different combinations and strings of these that create yeah, different true. dialects, if you will – and uh, that can be kind of uh, a fascinating blend. Now, don't don't overwhelm yourself with that. You don't have to yeah. figure out what dialect your spouse is. If you're just like, man, I have no idea, you don't have to know that by tomorrow or anything like that. The reality is we're going to take this one bite at a time. We're going to break this up into several weeks and just give you guys plenty of time to chew on it. Today's the intro. Then we're going to start jumping into each one of these one by one. We're going to spend time on each one of these shows to help you go deeper. So don't panic. We'll get you there. Well, that's all we've got for today. Next week, we'll begin with time. And we're going to actually be out of town next week, so we're going to have to record early for you guys. hey We're going to have to make the time to do that. You know, actually, and I didn't even think about this, Trey. I just wrote down as I was thinking, we may we may change around what we do first. I guess it really doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll but, switch um, those around, whatever we want to start okay, with. So it may not be time. Who knows? You're going to be a surprise next week, which means you're going to have to come and listen. What? <laughs> so again, guys, check us out on Facebook. Shoot us an email, Trey at TheMarriagePodcast.com, Corey at TheMarriagePodcast.com. Send us a message on Facebook. Again, if you have a desire to support us, go over to FPN. Go check us out over there. And uh, anyways, we really appreciate you guys. Probably more than you realize. This is um, to know that there are several hundred people that come and listen to your shows, and and sometimes in the thousands. That's um, that's that's pretty cool. Pretty big honor. That's pretty cool. So thank you guys, and hey, go love on your spouse. <laughs> there you go. 